Before we get into the topic for our session today, I wanted to explain to you the why behind this podcast. Why did I start this podcast? Why is episode one important? And why is episode 100 going to be important? Well, the big idea is that I want to mentor church leaders so that they can learn what a good brand is and then what is required to create it in their church. It's such an important thing that that churches get this right. Basically, a, a good brand creates an alignment that takes all your energies and efforts and resources and puts them all together so they work and create this growth that's going to be sustained over a long period of time. The way I picture it, it's like an Olympic uh, boat full of rowers that are all rowing at the same time. A good brand is the guy in the front that's keeping the count, that keeps everyone on track and rowing at the same time. If you get the branding part right, you could be a high-performance organization that's really seen a lot of growth, a lot of life change, a lot of good things happening through the church. And and for me, that's very important to have as many churches as, as possible, growth and healthy culture so that Jesus is lifted up and lives can be changed and, and good things are able to happen as a result of that. I chose to do a, a podcast um, because I think it's a good way to get deep into topics. It's uh, kind of an informal communicating. So the hope is that I want you to feel like I'm a mentor, that I'm here talking to you and helping you to really get your head around the idea of brand and, and how you can do it, whether you're a church leader or uh, just a, a church creative that's on staff. It doesn't matter. Um, you can use this, this information and really run with it. And that's my hope. That's why I'm doing a podcast so that my voice and, and my personality can come across and hopefully uh, be engaging to you to help you take the, the branding thing to the next level. Um, the other reason for doing a podcast is that I uh, want to share ideas. Uh, I want to take ideas from within the industry, so maybe from other churches, of what they're doing effectively to grow and see great things happen in, in their church. But then we also want to look at other uh, organizations that are doing great things. What are they doing as part of their brand that allows them to see the success that they're seeing? And how can we use that as a church? How can you use that as a church leader to help your vision become a reality to as many people as possible so that they can get on board with their resources. So today, I want to address this frustration that a lot of church leaders have. I come across it a lot because I, I work with a lot of churches, and they see other churches out there, you know, the, the big churches that are out there, and they see them out there, and they see some of the things that they're doing, and then a lot of church leaders that are part of a smaller church will try to do those very same things, and they get frustrated because it doesn't work. They're, they're not seeing the growth that those bigger churches have seen, and they're doing the exact same thing. Well, there's a reason why that's taking place, and a lot of it can be attributed to having a strong brand or a strong presence as a brand and really knowing what that is. So I want to help walk you through that. So by the end of our podcast today, you're going to have a healthy understanding of what a brand is. And with that comes an understanding of what you're meant to do as a church, as a church leader, as a church in your community that's going to result in growth. Brand is defined as perception. It's how people perceive you how people perceive your church. Now, there's a difference between how you want to be perceived and how you actually are perceived. It's not the same thing. Brand is your perception, your actual perception to your audience that's out there. Now, you need to be intentional about creating brand. In order for your brand to be sticky and for people to want to be a part of it and, and experience it, it has to have an intentionality behind it, a plan, a strategy to make that happen. And this starts by having a focused audience. Who Who's your target audience? Now, when I talk to a lot of church leaders, I'll, I'll come in, maybe they need a new 
website, or they need a new logo. And one of the first things I will ask them is who are you trying to reach? And a common answer that I get is everyone. We're trying to reach everyone. I usually have to help them understand this big idea that I want you to understand. Everyone is not a target. Uh, what we need to have, what you need to have is a, a target, a, um, a group of people, or maybe a handful of groups that you're trying to reach. And that helps you to really to define what your strengths are. Just think of it this way. The type of music that you have as part of your worship experience is unique to your church, to the style of uh, church that you are. So not every church is going to have worship or music or musicians that's going to be play, be able to play every type of music that every culture enjoys and loves and will get into. The way you do ministry is very unique to the type of people that you're called to reach. So a brand, taking time to put together a brand strategy is uh, taking time to identify those people, that those groups of people that you're really, really good at reaching, that you are called to reach. Uh, and then you're able to lean into your strengths. You're really able to say yes to the right things and no to the, to the wrong things because you've identified what it is you're doing, what your strengths are, and it helps you to make those decisions towards helping your, your brand grow. You're not going to do things, you're not, not going to chase after things which are not who you're, um, you're really called to be. And that's where the mistake happens a lot of times when churches see uh, larger churches do something and they're like, wow, we should do that because we're going to experience the same success that they did. That's why uh, a lot of times it doesn't work because the, the audience is different. Your audience is different from their audience. So you need to figure out what your audience responds to, what are their pain points, what are their needs, and then how can your church best serve those needs? And then as you begin to identify that as, as part of this branding process, then you're able to do things that are the right things that will result in, in the growth of your church, in the growth of the ministry that happens through your church. Elevation Church is a good example. Their pastor, uh, Stephen Furtick, has a strong vision to reach young adults in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. So they, they do things that help them reach that young adult crowd. They wear skinny jeans, for example. Uh, on the stage, you'll see the band or even Pastor Furtick do this, wear the skinny jeans. And that's just one kind of example of what they do. There's a whole lot more to it of course, but the idea is that they're focused on who they're called to reach. The amazing thing is that um, as they focus on that group, that group of people, that focus is actually very attractive. So even though they're trying to reach a certain group of people, they're actually reaching a larger group of people. You'll see a lot of people that are that are middle-aged or older in the uh, congregation because they just are compelled by the focus of this church and they want to be a part of something greater. The same thing happens in, in your church. As you begin to focus, you're not alienating people, you're actually creating something that's very, very attractive. And uh, because when you do excellent things, when you're focused and you're really good at what you do, other people want to be a part of that. And you'll be surprised at who's able to buy into what you're doing, into your ministry, into your vision, because you're being focused and you're able to do that in a very compelling way. It doesn't have to be one group of people. It doesn't have to be one uh, demographic. It can be certain groups of people that you just choose are going to be the best fit with your, uh, with your resources and with what you have. Another good example, is Summit Park Church. We've been working with these guys for a little while and they've seen tremendous growth in just a very short amount of time, mainly as a result of their uh, very focused branding. So this is a church plant that started out of uh, James River um, Assemblies um, uh, and they planted in uh, the Kansas City area. Um, this church is about oh, two years old, a little over two years old, and they've seen a tremendous growth. They, they were just under 50 people when they started. Um, and then in two and a half years, um, just over two years, actually, they've, they've increased to over 600 people. 
Uh, they've gotten into a facility that they're, they're leased out for five years, and they're going to uh, continue their, their growth and, and do some amazing things from there. But their main focus was on young families or is on young families. And they, they do everything uh, from marketing, events, uh, the service experience, uh, around that big idea of reaching young families. So when they put out a postcard mailer or an invite on social media, they're always going to say something about kids, having great kids programs, um, because they want to reach those young families. Now, over a course of time, that might change, that might shift. But for right now, they're really leaning into this because they're really good at it. Um, and that's one thing as a small church, a, a small congregation starting off as a church plant that they thought they could be really good at and uh, sustain. So uh, as a result, this, this laser focus on, on this idea of, of young families has resulted in, in a tremendous amount of growth in a, in a very small amount of time. So uh, as a church, too, if you can lean into that, if you can identify what that group is, what that target audience might be for you, you'll begin to see the same things begin uh, just to take place. And uh, if you've been going for a while, you're not a church plant, but you've been around for a while, look at what has been effective for you in the past five years. What are the, um, the, the resources that you've provided, the, the services you've provided, or the people that you've been equipped with in the, in the recent years that you can start to lean into, and then that'll help you identify what that target audience needs to be for you and, and for your church. We've talked about branding being um, perception and how people perceive you, and, and a big part of that is by being intentional. And uh, intentional means defining your target audience, who you're really trying to reach, who you equipped to reach. The second part of this is your vision. So once you have a, an audience, you can begin to put together a vision that really is focused on reaching that audience. Um, a vision is just a statement that you can rally people behind that takes the, um, the strengths that you, you know you have as a church and puts it into um, a, a, a something that can be grasped, uh, that can be put out there and that other people can get on board with. Your vision can be identified by three things specifically. Um, so if you've been around for a little while and you're trying to figure out what that vision is, here are three things that will help you identify your vision. The, the first thing is that uh, what are the wins that energize your church? What are those things that when they happen, it just brings a lot of energy to the church um, in some way? Uh, there's churches that we've worked with where uh, baptisms are a big deal. Um, it means a lot of things has happened right to, to result in someone being baptized. Maybe they came and they were greeted at the door. Maybe their kid was taken care of well in the, in the uh, nursery. Uh, maybe an usher showed them to the seats and they were able to listen to a band that they enjoyed and then um, receive a, a message and then responded to that message and had some sort of a follow-up to the, their response to the message, which then resulted in them being baptized that day. So uh, baptism for a particular church might mean a lot of things has happened and that a lot of people can share in that win, and it energizes uh, people across the board by, by seeing someone get baptized. So that's just one example. Different churches have different things that, that when they happen, it really brings a great energy to the, to the church. Uh, the, the, another thing, number two um, uh, thing that you can look at to help you identify your vision is what does your church do better than anyone else? So in the book, Good to Great, Jim Collins wrote about companies that are really good, in fact, best in the world at doing something. 
And um, he said that's one of the things that makes a, a company great. Um, the, tru- the, the, the same th- truth can be applied to churches. What does your church do better than anyone else in the world? And just think of it like this. If, if your church is the best in the world at serving teenagers in Maysville, Kansas, then that's great. That's part of your vision. You're going to reach out to families with teenagers, and that's part of who you are. That's part of your DNA. So you can begin to identify a, a niche that, um, that makes you the best in the world at something. But then um, you can start there. That's a good starting point. And then you can expand from there to, to as your vision is catching on and you see growth to, to expand that vision and uh, make it uh, even bigger than what it is. But that's a great starting point. What can you be the best in the world at doing? Uh, the, the third thing that I want to point out that will help you, help you identify your vision is how do you measure success? Or what, what do you celebrate? Uh, kind of the same thing there. But how do you measure success? Um, some people measure success by the number of salvations that have taken place in maybe the course of a month or a year. So that's, that means they've been successful. Um, I've worked with churches that, that that's a measure of, of, of success. I've worked with churches where they measure success as the percentage of tithers that are in the church. So tithing means that a lot of things have happened. Um, a great understanding has taken place for somebody to um, uh, step into that practice of, of tithing. So how do you measure success, and what do you celebrate? A little bit different on that one. The celebration might come in, in different ways. But um, maybe it's the salvation thing where you, you throw out a number that, hey, this year we've seen 100 people get saved or 1,000 people get saved, and, and people just are, are excited about that. Um, but that, that, um, that celebration is going to help you determine what your vision should be and help you determine what that target group of people are that you're, you're trying to reach. So a clear vision allows people to support it with their resources. When you take the time to identify your vision and you make it clear and and make it plain, then people are able to get on board with their time, their talent, and their money. And that's an amazing thing. When you get this synergy built and you have people that are supporting the vision with with their resources and they become part of something bigger than themselves and a great culture is created uh, when this vision is, is in place and you're celebrating wins and you're seeing um, results take place in the lives of other people. Disney is a great example of a company that um, has a very compelling vision. Um, they have a great brand and uh, a big reason for that is that they have a great vision. So their vision um, is broken down into four things. Um, and in the book uh, Creating Magic, uh, Lee Cockrell used to be the CEO of Disney uh, explains these four things and, and how the, the, these four things, these four ideas that are part of the vision um, help to align everyone in Disney. Uh, really, it's in Disney World that I'm, I'm referring to, to make it the happiest place on earth. So the, the vision is the happiest place on earth. And then there are these four things that if everybody does it, creates the happiest thing, place on earth. Um, so the, four, the first one is make them feel special. So if, if people at Disney, employees at Disney, no matter where you work at, have the attitude to make them feel special. So any guest that comes into the resort uh, it needs to feel special, whether it's at the parks, at the hotel, at the restaurants. It doesn't matter where they're coming in from or where somebody works. Their goal is to make them feel special. 
The second thing that Disney focuses on um, is to make them feel like an individual. So if the employees of Disney, the, the cast members as they're called, can help uh, the, the guests that are on their property feel like an individual, then the company feels like it's going to win. Um, if you think about it, Disney sees hundreds of thousands of people come through their doors, their gates, um, whether it's at the theme park, a hotel, a uh, restaurant. Um, but the goal of the individual cast member is to treat whoever they're serving that day in that moment as an individual. So whether you're a server serving at a restaurant or a ride uh, attendant that's at Disney World, you need to make them feel uh, like an individual in your interactions with them. So any guest that you come in contact with, the, the goal is to treat them as an individual. The third thing is to respect them no matter where they're from. So the idea is that some people save up uh, for a very long time and they come to Disney maybe once in their life. And there's other people who have season passes and they come to Disney all the time. doesn't matter what their background is, what, what kind of finances they have, what reason they're there, how they got there, but you have to respect them no matter where they're from. And so that, that, um, that attitude basically helps to make Disney the happiest place on earth. The fourth thing is to have your people well-trained. So Disney wants everyone to be well-trained. No matter where they're at, they should be trained on different aspects of the job. If somebody that's working in Futureland has a question from a, uh, a park attendee about something that's happening across the park all the way over in Frontierland, they should be able to, to answer that question. They should be well-trained enough to answer that question or at least find somebody who can answer that question for that guest of the of the park. Everyone in Disney needs to be well-trained. So if these four things take place, you, you make them feel special, you treat them as an individual, you respect them no matter where you're from, and, and your people are well-trained, then Disney feels that it will be the happiest place on earth. They tell this, they communicate this vision to all their employees, and these four simple ideas really help big things take place. The same is true in, in your church. What are the four simple ideas? Maybe it's four, maybe it's three, maybe it's five, whatever it might be that helps all your leadership, your, your, your volunteer base, or even just your regular attenders feel like they can be part of the vision and that they can, by doing these four simple things or whatever that number is, they can help the vision become a reality. And it gives them an easy way to, um, to be a part of what, what, what's happening in the organization. Your brand is important because people need what you have to offer. Your church is unique to serve people that are in your community. And your church has to succeed because those people need what you have. You have to work at getting this brand right so that you can reach as many people as you possibly can. You have to have an alignment to be good stewards of what you've been given so that the money you have can be used and maximize to reach as many people as possible and to help as many people as, you, as possible. That's what a good brand does for you. It creates this alignment to allow you to be good stewards of the resources God has given you, including people. There are people that have come to your church and that enter your seats and that are volunteering that are, uh, you need to be a good steward of their time, their energy, their abilities. When you have a, a compelling vision, a compelling brand, then you're going to be able to maximize your people and really leverage them to do as much as, as, as God will do through them. 
the intentionality behind creating a great brand uh, is going to result in a healthy culture. The culture of your church will be a welcoming, warm environment that results in growth. You're going to see growth in in the individuals that that are coming to the church as they grow spiritually. You're going to see growth numerically, growth financially, because a culture is going to feed itself. People are going to want to be a part of what's happening in the church, and uh, great ministry is going to happen as a result of having a strong culture. Uh, Culture creates momentum. Uh, momentum is a wonderful thing because you, you can leverage that momentum to do bigger things, to have uh, building programs, to launch initiatives into the community or, or anything else. Um, momentum is just a powerful tool that you can have to, to energize people and help move them in one direction with, uh, with unity. And so uh, a, a strong brand helps you get this momentum and, and tremendous things happen when you have momentum. Church on the Move is a great example of a church that has gotten the branding right. They, they, they just know how to do this. And as a result of that, they've created a, a tremendous momentum with um, a lot of people behind it, with um, a lot of resources. And as a result of that, they have, they have uh, become a pillar in the community of, of Tulsa, Oklahoma. They have a, a campus with multiple buildings, uh, uh, a school, a high school with a humongous uh, stadium that they pack out on Friday nights in the fall. Uh, lots of amazing things. A, a kids camp. Uh, they they just they they do things right, and they have resources to do it right because of this really strong brand that they've worked at creating. In fact, they've always been a big church uh, as as long as they've been around. Uh, they've they've gotten uh, momentum kind of quickly and grew quickly. And they, uh, in recent years, have, have rebranded themselves. They already had over 10,000 people coming, but they, they thought that moving forward, their vision needed to be to, to connect people and to uh, build communities, small communities within the large church. So they updated their logo, and it looks a lot more like a fast-forward logo. Um, now has two arrows kind of moving forward. Still leaning into the idea that they're this innovative church that's out there and kind of leading the way. At, a, at the same time, their new brand also leans into this big idea that they're stepping into of creating a, uh, small communities within a very large church where people can be known and they're not just lost in a crowd. So it's a wonderful ex, uh, uh, example of uh, a brand getting it right, building a great culture, and then using that culture to create momentum. And uh, with that momentum, putting a lot of resources into the community community uh, that they serve. This this idea of brand is is something that you have to do. It's not just a good idea. This is something you have to do because there's people that need to to be able to realize what you have to offer. They need to know what the message is that you are putting out there. They need to to know how your church can serve them, serve their needs, and how they can be part of something greater. And a brand, a, a strong, compelling brand is able to um, help you get the focus, the energy, the alignment that you need to reach as many people as God intended you to reach. In our episode today, uh, the main idea is to explain how brand uh, is perception, how you're perceived in your community, and how you need to be intentional to make that perception what it needs to be. It doesn't just happen. You have to be intentional. And uh, you need to do the things that we've talked about today to, to help that, um, that brand become what it needs to be in your community. One of the goals of this 
podcast with each session is to provide you with a resource that can help you, help you create this brand. Um, a great resource that we've come across is called Unsplash. It's a, it's a, a website that has uh, royal, royalty-free images that you can use for your promotional purposes. Um, you can use them, you can put them out there, and you don't have to pay for these images. They're high-quality, very compelling images, well, well-taken photographs um, that are just conceptual in nature. And it's been a wonderful resource for us, uh, especially working with churches, just trying to get concepts out there. It's a, it's a great resource. Check it out at unsplash.com. These podcast sessions are hosted on our blog as well at howtobrandmychurch.com. And we're able to provide show notes, which has resources in it and uh, just different things to help you take this conversation further. So I would highly encourage you to go to our blog, howtobrandmychurch.com, and check out the podcast there, as well as listening to it on, on iTunes. I do have one request. This is the first blog post, and I want to get the word out there. And so it would be really helpful if you could go to iTunes and rank this podcast and give it a good good ranking. Um, that'd be great so that uh, I can continue doing this and help as many people as possible. Again, the goal of this podcast is to really be a mentor so I can be a mentor. Having done this for years and years and years for churches and businesses all across the country, I want to provide the knowledge and, and do it in a, in a way that is broadcast so that as many people as possible can come across the information and, and, and use it for the vision that God has given to them. So uh, rank this podcast, please, on, on iTunes, and uh, let's help it be as helpful as it can possibly be as people are searching for help in, the, in this area. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Really appreciate you doing that. Please join us next time for session two. I'll see you next time on the How to Brand My Church podcast.